It's a rare condition. It's called AIDS. When Michael Johnson got it, we all thought he was gay. If there is a cure, it'd be from God's design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic cure inside those deep state walls. Cause all I see are medical fees. My whole family's victim to HIV. We really live horrible times, but make hilarious memories. We're consciously monetizing our traumas and our friendship. We also talk about smart guy stuff sometimes. We know the show's got a stupid name. Welcome to Always Very Always. It's always, very always, episode 10, the return of Dantes. Welcome back. It's been... Good day. It's been too long. It's been like six episodes or so. And I really felt that uh, the solo episodes, they made me laugh. It's some of the most fun I've had in probably over a year. But that's the type of stuff that runs people off. My mind unleashed by itself, unfiltered. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't lose listeners or followers. Oh, my Lord. So I'm, I'm literally here to just... You're not here just... We're here to hang. We're here to have a good time. <laughs> We're here to have a good but time. But uncut, uncut Mark Anthony is... Uncircumcised Mark Anthony. Yeah, is. well, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Get this started all right. Yeah. Yeah, some people... <laughs> no, I don't mind that, bro. Every 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 reaction needs a catalyst, and every catalyst needs a substrate. I was just thinking, just now, if I had a clone... Some people like what happened if you find your clone or so. Some people instinct is to kill it because this going to kill you first. <laughs> My instinct is sedate it, get its little not the the two skin, the two skin of my clone, and get a little surgery to give me that back, you know. And then you kill my my clone. Why do you even have to kill your clone? Why can't you just like introduce into the world as there your can one only be one. There can only be one. All a clone is is a twin, practically speaking. There can only. So if you had a twin, you would kill them. No, because it's not the exact same necessarily. Actually, yes. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd off my twin. Yeah. Anyways, we gotta start off with some with some jokey jokey ass humor. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to apply to do the Kings of Comedy two version two. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know who the other two would be, but I think you know these jokes right here. Could uh, you know? Could give me in the contention to be the next set of king of comedy, um, but um, so let me tell y'all a little something about these black and white bitches. Cause last time, a couple weeks ago, we was talking about how trying to kill black people versus trying to kill white people, but it's all sorts of idiosyncrasies that no one has ever pointed out before between the like the difference between blacks and whites. So this one. How black bitches be eating gum versus how white bitches be eating gum. Oh, my Lord. You see black bitches eating gum like it's the Last Supper. They be munching and lunching on that shit, eating like... like munching and lunching on Like gum. it got to last to the next check. <laughs> <laughs> but white bitches be eating their gum like chips. They, they're just like, oh, if this one run out of taste, I'll just get another slice. And, you know, if I run out of a whole pack, I can get my daddy to buy me a new pack because I stole his credit card. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so, you know... That's that's one difference between whites and blacks. Another one, big difference between whites and blacks. I don't know if you notice or if anyone has ever really said this. What's the skin? What about the skin? Whites are like a Coca Cola. 
you know, you got the regular Coke. You got cherry. Maybe you got a clear Coke in there. But there's really only like a real short band of Cokes. Mm-hmm. But blacks, they're like Dr. Pepper, 23 flavors. Mm. Or some kind of like coffee. If you like, you know, your Starbucks type of guy. Some people come as black as can be. Other people look like they got 11 creams in them, seven sugars. I'm trying to get me a thick mocha, sweetie. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the only differences in humanity aren't black versus white. Now, let me tell you all a little something. Well, you, no, for, this, <laughs> for this bit, we're in front of a crowd. So imagine this. I'm doing the show get rid of a cow. Now, let me tell you about sex with a woman versus sex with a man. And then the crowd is virulently blues. Hold to with that gay shit, nigga. Shut the fuck up. And then the woman's like, my son is gay. I didn't come to no comedy show to be reminded of that depravity. And I'm bro, like, oh, speaking man. Speaking of bad reminders, why are you talking about some next check, bro? You got me thinking about the 16th and the 31st. I ain't trying to worry about that right now. <laughs> yeah. oh, literally, you said that. And I was like, damn, the 16th ain't for a while. That was the thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think... Then comedians get enough uh, get enough credit for how sensitive their job is because you got to joke about everything. But at the same time, you're gonna bring up bad shit. It's like you know mm. all these really hilarious rape jokes out here. Yeah. But you know you bring it up and someone starts crying. It's like no, no, wait, I'm funny. I don't so, think I've ever seen it happen. Ironically, no, it happens all the time. Seriously? Yeah. What? Seeing what? Like someone start crying at a joke? No. I mean, I was being hyperbol hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. <laughs> hyperbolic time chamber I don't know <laughs> just, let's just I'm about to cut all that out I'm about to cut all that out <laughs> what I thought that was great okay well, so I, I'm going to continue then so sex with a man it's very mechanical it's like a piston in the car you just uh, uh, and you just it's consistent <laughs> sex with a woman I'm about you, to say how does this differ sex no no this is where everyone ride with me on this I'm, I'm sex with a woman be like cutting a black boy's hair they want all different types of speed <laughs> put different guards on you gotta do different, yeah, put different guards you gotta do the little 504 decal on the side you gotta do the shooting star decal on the other I'll, side I'll never forget the day my military father took his military sons to the PX at the damn military base mm-hmm. and we went to supercuts and they pulled out the regular ass white people clippers <laughs> and tried to and tried to handle the naps, bro. It wasn't oh going. God. It was not going. Motherfuckers gotta go to the back looking for the you know the little red guards that they attached yeah, to yeah, the yeah. long hair. Like, oh, I might need the women clippers for these. Yeah, if if your barber's not switching the guard at least six times, you're doing a bad job. Yeah, bro. The guards, my barber switched clippers. My barber switched yeah, to the I got To cut my own hair, I have two sets of clippers and like 12 guards. You cut your own hair? Yeah. Dude, you're looking sharp to say you cut your own hair. Thank most you. Most people who cut their own hair look like a disaster. Won't lie to you. <laughs> like most people, like, notice, I didn't know that you cut your own hair. That's a big win, dude, because usually if someone's mom or them, they cut their hair. Oh, you can tell. You, oh, you can tell when, <laughs> you know, mom skinned him up on Wednesday night because he had to Damn. go to the homecoming Friday night that week. <laughs> There's so many, there's so many people like early high school, late elementary school had the mom hair, the mom lining. <laughs> oh, no, the mom lining. No. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. But I was one of the lucky few. Like that guy, Rosano, as well, mm-hmm. who's come up before, had 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 the uh, father figure in the family who had the crisp, the crisp skills. So I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> Man, coming through looking like a Louisiana road sometimes, though. Some, yeah. some of these mothers. No, nothing like racially insensitive haircuts, bro. Nothing like it. I never had. I've encountered them a few times. I, when I was uh, 
when I was in one, I was, there was a play I was in the show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the director, she's like, okay, so what kind of haircut are we going to get you? You know, everyone has got like an actor that kind of looks like them. You know, all my white compatriots. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, she's like giving them a picture of an actor that kind of looks like, like, this is the haircut for you, for you, for you. And I'm thinking to myself already, she better not. Who does she hand me, bro? Who whose headshot does she hand me in my hand and say, "Go bring this to your barber"? Uh, Brad Pitt from Inglorious Bastards. It's fucking Will Smith, bro. Oh, <laughs> it's the Will Smith like low top fade. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. And then they got a barber to come and do it. Well, a hairstylist. It's a white woman, and like obviously at cosmetology school, you actually do have to like do all types of hair at school. Yeah. So I'm like, no, let's see it. Because, you know, she has the direction. If I, I, I didn't have a barber at UL, to tell you the truth. For the longest, I was just rocking with the, the primal afro, which was... I respect that guy back there for doing that because it was hot, you know. But, you know, she's she skinned me up real good, bro. Real good. I did not look like Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't look like him to begin with. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> Strange, bro. Oh, she should have gave me that interest elbow, bro. I could have pulled that off. Yeah, it's like they have to have a. There's isn't there certifications for barbers? Yeah, because like, barbers have to go to a cosmetology school. But like, do they have ratings like a, like a triple A or double a, a? Oh, see that I don't know because I feel like you know the good barbers, even in like like I've been to a barber that was like at his house, but he still had the pictures up mm-hmm. like as if it was a business, and they're advertising the good barbers are advertising their boosy fade abilities. So that's the rating for black barbers, but I wonder how do you rate the other barbers like like a supercuts or whatever for like wherever white people go. Mm. Well, I don't know about their clientele. And their clientele isn't even who they cut well, it's who they know. So I guess so. Like, that's the main part of all of these businesses, which is the hard part. Like if I was started giving out the freshest fades ever right now today, like on campus, like if I literally just sat a chair down in the middle of campus and started just cutting it people. It takes up, one. After one that's big. You millionaire. I mean, not a millionaire. You're a street millionaire. <laughs> you big money. Yeah. You big money. You big money, old money, fast money. Yeah. This Which one? Big money, old money, or fast money? I feel like that's fast money life right there. Cutting, cutting people's hair in the middle of a college campus, that's some fast money. Yeah. It could be all three, really. Mm-hmm. That's like a. That's like that old barber that you go to. It's like origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one day, I found some clippers and... You know, I just started cutting niggas' hair at the subway. <laughs> <coughs> Bro, you want to speak on fast money? Tell me why I'm at the bus stop, right? Right. I see this guy drive by with this very, like, colorfully, like a hippie-type moped, right? It's a black guy. And he goes, $20, i give you this bike right now. Stolen. <laughs> just... I, look, I look at him, I go, $20? You serious? He's like, yeah, right now, bro. Pulls it over to the side. I see the wires that he's hot wiring. <laughs> look, 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 before he even came over, because I'm like, we both know, right? If he's trying to give me a bike for twenty bucks, I said, I said, what you stole it? He said, yeah, I stole it. He didn't even lie. I was like, honestly, if I had twenty bucks, I might have given it to him just just because he was honest about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I stole it, but see, I hot wired it. See, and he like shows me the wires. He's like, see, how I handle it. I was like, yeah, bro, I don't need a stolen bike. He goes. Oh, well, I do work at a bike shop if you want to like, come over there so I'm give me some commission. I'm like, bro, you stealing bikes and you work at a bike shop? This is, is, was this like some sort of like that GTA quest where you have to sell the car and then steal it back from them to get the fucking, 
like the fucking bad <clears throat> interest back or whatever. Bro, this is like the uh, that Jay Z song where he's detailing how to become a successful drug lord, and one of the first things he says is, uh, you know, if you don't have any supply, there's an easy way to get some. You go, you find whoever the hottest person is, you rob him, you take everything he has in his house or pockets that's valuable, and then you sell it all back to him. Now you got you some capital. Mm. I was thinking more, like if I want to get, like if I was a heroin guy, I don't want to sell heroin. Just walking around, like sort of like Enzio's, like hidden blade in his wrist. Yeah. You have the you have the syringe with the heroin in it, mm. and you just stick people in Mardi Gras oh, with you it. Do that that slate one from Assassin's Creed too, where he literally gouges them in the back and walks the entire time. He literally does not stop moving. Oh, yeah. It's like he's giving them like a, a a soft, gentle pat on the back, and they just kind of like fall over. He just keeps walking like nothing happened. And, you know, it's the streets of was it Venice? Italy? Yeah, it's just one of those northern Italian yeah, one, one, one of those people. Yeah. And he's, you know, able to get away with this so easily. Uh, speaking of Italy, what's your opinions on the new fascist takeover of Italy in the past couple of weeks? I'm not familiar. You're going to have to give me the quick, the long and short of it. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing to say. It's basically the right wingers uh, do what right wingers do. They Like all the right wing parties in Italy won the election. And now people acting like this was not going to eventually happen. Y'all, y'all let the the elections be rigged since 1948. Eventually, they're going to be honest about it and just come out and finally win the election after you sabotage all the left wing parties. But whatever, not not a political show. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, leave the politics out of my comedy, please and thank you. Yeah, hold the mustard. Also, not a fan. For to me, I was thinking like a week ago. No many. That murder. When does it really make sense to murder someone? Self-defense, right? But that's technically not murder. Oh, okay, okay. I'm talking about well, like, like, like literally, I'm about to pay you back by killing you, that type of thing. But what? What do you mean? Like, that's the type of thing you're talking. Like, murder is often like a revenge thing. No, I if mean, it's like premeditated. Like sentence. Like, there's a chance you be sentenced based on a first, second, or third degree murder charge. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's self-defense, it's technically not a. Yeah, murder. I understand that. What I'm saying is. The most classical version of a murder is like, oh, somebody wronged me. I killed them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, well, that's, to me, that's stupid. I was just thinking that pretty much, unless unless someone, like, you're in an organized crime situation and someone's ratting on you, mm-hmm. it's okay to kill the rat. Not morally or whatever, but to it, you don't lose anything by ki- yeah. by killing this person because I mean, you're going to if, if like jail a for life. If hitman, bro, you know, I, I can't. Pays well this time of year. What being a mobster yeah. hitman? I'd imagine. I wonder why these like more famous people don't get hit. Like it's not really a common thing for somebody to get whacked. <laughs> this is a very dark conversation. I don't yeah. like thinking about that. Okay, but I was just thinking the fragility of life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I can't recall his name, dude. But there was a a, a famous British gangster, and you know he, he Cutsy. That was his name. Cutsy. I mean. Basically, the way he spun it, as he was talking about it, because he was speaking very candidly, it's a cause-benefit thing, right? Mm-hmm. When you live in a crime world, you don't view the, if you are like the criminal murderer type, right? You don't view the world from the same, they, they, the, the British have a great word for it. They call us, you know, us regular little typical folks. We're called straight goers, right? Yeah. And if you're not a straight going fella, you don't see the world from a straight point of view. You see it cause-benefit Right now, in this moment, what can I get? How? Right? Mm-hmm. You need money fast. 
They say we're gonna give you fifty thousand to kill this guy. So you ask yourself, okay, if I'm smart enough to kill this guy and get away with it, I get fifty thousand dollars. I don't know him, his family, nothing about any of that. It'll matter to me. I'll do it. It's strictly business for some of them. I understand that, but I'm I'm just talking about like. You're not a hitman type of guy. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing drugs, you're basically there's to me that's not there's a lot more danger in that life. But you're still treated like a regular ass citizen. You're very you're hiding. To me, it seems like a very hiding in plain sight sort of deal. Yeah. So, but if you get if there's anything any suspect type things, you're fucked. So if you get linked to a murder, you're probably fucked. So when in that case. I'm just thinking for a New Orleans type guy with all these murders. I think we're on track for like 350 this year. Oh, oh, oh. These it's, like random out of the blue type murders? Where we're like, there's a shooting at a high school. There's been like, I don't know how many shootings at a, at a high school where like it's a adult person killing someone on a basketball team. Uh, like shooting at a basketball team, hitting five people, killing one. Or it will be someone going to someone's house, killing them. It, it's all like these not. Like, like places are getting shot up. Places are getting shot up in like a hit type way, but they're kill- They're hurting so many other. It's not so much a school shooting. It's not so much a hit. It's like you're just. It's domestic terrorism. I don't know, but this doesn't seem like it makes sense to me because it's like uh, <laughs> it seems so avoidable. It's like like murdering a rat. There's something you gain from that. You don't go to prison potentially. Yeah. You murder. You murder your bitch wife. You get nothing for it. And there's a lot more people out here killing their bitch wife than like killing a rat. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, it, <laughs> I was thinking uh, about a uh, the Karen replacement. I'm tired of it. I mean, I was tired of it from fucking day one. The Karen thing, right? The Karen thing. Yeah. From like a year like ago. Their behavior. You're tired of the whole like. No, because for one, you're tired of the who whole- doesn't act like that. I mean, I know the original instinct was like that person was that woman was being a bitch about the black guy walking his dog. But when I don't it, know what they were listening to, so now you gotta share. It was like it was just that it was like a woman was trying to like call the police on a guy who a black guy who just walking his dog in the park. Oh, I do remember this. Like, it was like went big on Reddit. It was big on everywhere. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but what that came to resent was just like someone who's like is like annoying. And it's like, call, I'm a call your manager type guy. Mm-hmm. And who who do you know that's like, who's not a call your manager type guy? A uh, passive person. A passive person. I guess so. Like, for I, instance, I, I've been places with uh, with Marcus, and they'll get his order wrong, and he'll be like, oh, that's fine. And he'll just eat it. To me, that, that is fine. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, if you're a sensible and shy person, like, you don't like confrontation, and it's not that big a deal. You're not going to carry it out. You're just going to chill. All right. And me, I'm not caring about it. Like, hey, excuse me. Please. Thank you. The end. You know? Excuse me. Please. Thank you. That's my words. I just feel like so many times when, like, people have a right to complain about something they and do. be mean about it. And be mean about it? They get called to Karen for doing something that a lot of people do. But anyways, my whole point was that we didn't come up with a counter to that called a Dante. It is a. It was a. It's going to be a stupid stereotype of like a type of black guy. But we're going to form this idea right now. All right. How is he going to be? He's going to be a counter to a Karen. It's not so much an anti-Karen, but like, like Karen just as much put adjacent. Just as much as Karen is a distortion of like a of an annoying white woman. This Dante is going to be a distortion of a 
a blank oh, yeah, type yeah. of black guy. I was trying to find a word for it, what they've done to the whole idea of Carrie. They like monolithicized it, I guess you would call it. Like they've made it into a monolith. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, they've made Karen into something way more than she ever was. She's just a regular person who's like tired of shit going wrong in her life. So like we could create a Dante that's like based on like a guy that you were like that guy on the bus that you're talking about before we started recording. Yeah. So like talk how that story oh, and go Lord, from there. Dude. dude first of all I was gonna say this was one of the wildest things I see happen on the bus in a minute. This guy like you know what the RTA drivers I don't know if he was a driver so I won't say that. But a lot of times the RTA drivers they like catch the bus to get to work. Because yeah. you know it's convenient it's convenient, it's efficient. They don't want to have their car parked somewhere random and like get it stolen or whatever. Yeah else. it's like how people who work in like the airport industry take a plane to work. Yeah. Yeah, because they have to get from one place to another. You, you yeah. get it. <laughs> and so this guy, he's like got his RTA badge on. He's sitting near the front of the bus in the handicap seats. Not handicapped, mind you. Decently elderly. He's like 40, 50. So I guess if he want to take that. Not 62, if you want to be completely honest. Like, so Lily is sitting in a seat he's not entitled to. Just as a start. Is it a packed bus? Bus is pretty packed, yeah. Pretty okay. Packed. Mm. Pretty packed. And uh, he's... He's basically having a conversation with someone sitting across him in the other handicapped seat. Other person is not handicapped, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, you know, they're, like, basically right in front of the bus, like, talking. You know, they're doing a thing where, like, it's, like, a very, what's the word for it? There's, like, a lot of movement, a lot of physicality in their talking and everything else. And they're quite loud, right? Like, I have my headphones on. I can, like, still hear some of their conversation. Like, I got over-the-ear headphones on, cranked up. I'm listening to freaking Pierce the Veil, bro. I don't know if you heard of them. They're like a no. metal band. Okay. You know, I quite I'm rocking out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm banging my head. My head is banging. My brain is banging into my head. All that stuff. Yeah. And the guy is just you know he's being very very loud, pretty obnoxious basically. And a woman who's sitting behind me, like she's like a good three seats behind me to the left, mm-hmm. can hear him all the way from the front of the bus. She says something to the effect of like, "Hey, we all quiet now." People on the bus trying to be trying to chill. We trying to go to work or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, we start hearing the bitch word. We start hearing the you bitch word, the, the shut shut your mouth, bitch, the this, the that. And I'm like, oh, did not see this coming. He like gets out of his seat. The bus is driving the whole time, by the way. He's like holding on to the railing, turned around. He's like facing towards the back of the bus, doing his like stabby points at yeah. her. You know, you you bitch, I say what I want on this bus. I don't, I don't need this job with the RTA. I got good sense, common sense. I can get out of here any day. They can fire me if they want to. I'll get a new job tomorrow. I don't got no problem getting a job. You ever notice that's like a common like street terrorist thing to say? I got no problem getting a job. It's like, hey, you have one for three weeks at a time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, it doesn't reflect well on you. You know what I'm saying? And like, dude. You somehow had seven jobs yeah. this year and made $12,000. <laughs> This child of New Orleans, bro. The service industry will get you, get you, get you, man. Yeah. But basically, there's like, all of that is like very disrespectful, wild, crazy. But par for the course, right? I don't know if you've ever been with Rita, the RTA. That's what I call her. The yeah. Regional Transit Authority, Rita. I re- rode it every day for four years, yeah, and bro. I don't want to go back. Yeah, I've been with Rita, man. And like, that standard affair is like a fever dream moment like that. But what gets me is like, you almost sink out of reality for a second. And like, delusion is encouraged and like, uh, prostrated to and uh as this guy's walking off the bus he like dabs up the guy that cursed out the woman and asked him to quiet down a little bit <laughs> look and i can't be uh, completely sure that she didn't say something to offend him but i can say for sure that his his reaction to it was very exaggerated and over the top right whatever she said like either she literally like cursed him out 
he like jumped out of his seat. He's like, like he's about to, I thought he was about to hit her for a second, bro. And I'm like, am I gonna have to intervene right now on the bus to stop him from beating up this old large woman? Yeah. Wild, dude. You hate to see this kind of stuff, but basically, as the guy's walking off, but there people's like dapping him up, like, yeah, man, you let that bitch know. And all that kind of stuff. I'm like, we live in a society, man. It was yeah. crazy. It was crazy to see. In my head, I'm imagining like, you know, your average New Orleans dude, but the guy who's dapping him up is Udonis Haslam. Good shit on giving it to that bitch. <laughs> let's fucking go. Oh, my Lord, dude. So, yeah, let's say that incident, we're going to coin that guy Dante. Uh-huh. Just a belligerent. Just un- un- uh, no no reason to be that belligerent. Just looking like a like a thought like a dog on a chain, just ready to fucking rip somebody's throat out with a slight provocation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the that's the energy of Dante. Hashtag but, not all pit bulls, by the way. Yeah, not all pit bulls are racist, racist and say n words, or whatever that referring to. Uh, but a year from now, you know, Dante becomes this this really big thing. They start saying about yeah, my guys are my guys are Dante. This guy's a Dante. And then a year later, it just becomes like all black people. Yeah, you know when Dante's watch Dragon Ball Z, and, <laughs> you know when Dante's go to like Comic Cons and, yeah. and cosplay. These real Dantes out here. Dude, it's, it's funny when you like uh, so many Dantes working out in this gym right now. <laughs> And it's literally just going to be like a new standing N-word at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when you compartmentalize these things and then you like relate it to different races. You can clearly see that like the struggle of the white man is out here today. Now. So, Mark, why don't you go ahead and tell the people? <laughs> what are you going to do personally to start helping the plight of the white man? I'm organizing black people to go to a white lives matter movement. To mm-hmm. white, white well, wait, not lives all lives matter. matter. White lives white matter. matter. <laughs> See, the way Even I, better than all lives matter. And then I'm getting white people to go to Black Lives Matter things. Okay, okay. So we got yeah. a little verse back and forth. Right? Yeah, and that, that's what we call, in my community, we call that solidarity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bro, that's one of the best arrangements in Final Fantasy 13. I don't know about that. I'm just letting obscure references fly. Someone's going to catch them. Yeah. But uh, just to give you a basic idea, Final Fantasy 13, amazing game. It's a game about just thought. You know what that is, right? Nope. It's always basically like the idea that um, the operative phrase would be the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. And so like each character has like a bunch of different roles they can play, right? Like for instance, there's uh, a sentinel, which is like the defensive role. There's commando, which is like the leader role, physical attacker. There's ravager, which is like the magical attacker. Those three together, you can like switch the rings around. Like you can have three commandos, three ravagers, three sentinels. And if you do one commando, one sentinel, one ravager, so like perfectly balanced. The title of that team configuration, the paradigm, is solidarity. Hmm. It's a really cool game. Or I guess one first there's one bully, right? Where it's literally a commando, which is like the heavy hitter, and then there's two there's two characters that apply debuffs. So they call it bully. There's super soldier, where it's like the commando and then two people that buff them. And like I just love going through these different like paradigms and like setting stuff up. It's a really fun game. Hmm. Pretty cool story too. Alright. Would highly recommend it to anybody out there. Uh, but on the Dante thing, so say everyone, you know, email the pod, I think the podcast email is just brownlucario at gmail.com, the brown lucario, no Owen Brown, and send us your pictures of when you're seeing Dante. You're seeing Dante's playing basketball, Dante's a, a, a very uh racist, ironic, uh, Reddit thing to do is to show a black guy eating a banana. Send that to me, all your racist <laughs> Dante stuff, and we're just, you know, why a banana? What was racist about? Oh, 
I'm slow. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm not racist enough to get that one immediately. I hate when Dante's just don't get my joke right. <laughs> then it's like a, a billion upvotes on fucking r slash memes or whatever. <laughs> r slash fucking bullshit. I really hate Reddit, not for the reason I guess that most people do. Mm-hmm. It's just like. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying all that. I hate Reddit, but I love Reddit mods, man. Beacons of our society. I don't really care about the mods, bro. You know what I found out that Reddit. Mods, I just hate when they're un- incompetent. But go ahead. Do you know that Reddit mods are unpaid, like pretty much across the board? Yeah. Why would they be paid? Because they're doing work. <laughs> I, why? Would, it's more like why would they do this work if they're not being paid? I don't know. <laughs> I just assume all like Reddit moderators, like I feel like there's a like characterization of there's like neats that are just at home, but I just think they're like at like an office job, and they just have nothing to do most of the day. So like every five minutes they could check Reddit again for a new message that they could see if they want to block or not. It's like it's way more like mundane and stupid than like a loser. It'll, it the guy is a loser because I think people who work office jobs, you know, who making. I don't know if that's a winning lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot in terms of winning and losing. And uh, we talk about a winning lifestyle. I think pretty high up there has got to be the freaking, like, uh, career criminal never get caught. I think that's a very winning lifestyle. Because you you're, you're, you come under contest many times, bro. Every time you come face-to-face with somebody that want what you got, Every time that you are about to dodge the cops, every time that you got to run somebody's pockets on the street to get what you need, every time you got to rob somebody to take what you want, you know what I'm saying? I would think it depends what type of career. If you're talking about a mobster, that sucks. But if you're talking about people who do heists, that rules. I'm talking about like me and you get in the car and we say, all right, Mark, we need a thousand dollars a day. And we just ride around and figure out how we're going to do that. Mm, He looking like a good come up right there. Run up on him, shake shake his pants a little bit. Hundred fifty bucks, straight off. Find a next find a next sucker. You know what I'm trying to say? Or like, I guess like a con man would be kind of an example of this type of behavior. Yeah, like you go door to door looking for people to just like mooch off of. See, when you said like tapping someone's pockets, like doing that sort of thing, I just feel like I would never be able to do that, and I would just like, <laughs> in my mind. Instead of having the like in my dream of being a criminal, it's not being good at any of the regular criminal stuff. It's walking up to someone doing sixty four palm and just taking the money out their pocket and just walking up, you <laughs> yeah. know, pressing X and just beating them fuck up. But you I, familiar with Larry Lawton? Yeah, I watch his videos all the time. Yeah, yeah, dude. One one of my biggest things I learned from him. Uh, it was interesting to hear him talk about how like yeah, I robbed the bank and made millions of dollars, and he's like. He's like all these honest people out here who are telling themselves that they will rob one bank, make millions of dollars, and be done. Y'all never robbed the bank. He said, the thrill? Man, I, as soon as I robbed that bank, I wanted to rob another one. <laughs> you get me? Yeah. And it's like, how many banks can you rob before you get caught? Apparently, like 50. Yeah. <laughs> if you're really good at it. You know what I'm saying? And it was he was so good at it to the point where, you, you know this part of the story? Yeah, go ahead. Where literally the feds followed him around and let him rob banks, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just like studying what his processing was so that that way they could catch the next guy easier. You know, the feds uh, find criminals all the time and just watch them forever. Like Boston bombing. They know about the people who are going to do that 
way before it happened. And they just let it happen. Damn, that's a lot different, though, because we're not talking about government-insured money. Now we're talking about innocent people. Yeah, of course. But, like, FBI in particular, yeah, it's different when trying to like, catch... Because there's no political gain yeah. from letting... Uh, from letting people rob banks mm. you just you catch a criminal and then you just get better it's like pure solving crimes yeah with the with the terrorism stuff you let it happen you get more money yeah yeah it's just fucking it's wild that uh you know we really do be living in society man anyway <laughs> people I, I would like to talk about some 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 nicknames that I guess that doesn't really make sense. I just have random thoughts and I write it down sometimes. Of course. And I was listening to Jada Kiss. I used a song called We Gonna Make It. And then like in the chorus it's like Jada Mwah. I kiss you, you bitch ass nigga. And I was thinking, what if his name was Jada Suck? <laughs> J- I'm already questioning what's the how was he flexing on you by kissing you? I don't know. It's a really weird song where he does like I don't know, but it's a great song. I love the instrumental. Um, <laughs> I would go J the Guck. I suck you, you gay ass homo. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> gay ass homo. I gotta put that one in the utility belt. Yeah, I guess it's a Mickey Mouse on that one. This is a special tool we'll use for later. <laughs> gay ass homo. <laughs> Lord, it's like oh, it's like that's clearly not there's nothing actually offensive about that phrase but it just sounds like a slur <laughs> yeah you're saying that as you're sucking this good. <laughs> that's just nasty but i was a uh, oh, I, I guess i was thinking of a rap name because for the longest time i never ever got the point of a rap name but i finally found, well go ahead you about to read something yeah. oh, okay yeah, I found, I found the other one. It's called OG Riffbone. Cause they, they call me OG Riffbone because every time I pull down my pants, it's comedy. You remember wow. OG Mudbone? I do remember Okay, OG okay. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, is that what that's a reference to? Yeah. Bro? The fire hydrant? Or is it fire ho- the fire hose, bro? Mm-hmm. Everybody in the comments, is that real? Is, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> is this 30 inch is real? Yeah, I think the biggest in the world is that Jonah Falcon guy and it's 17 for everyone out there. So that's that's the record. He like can't even get it wrecked, huh? He has trouble. Like it's like an old banana where it got soft spots. Oh my lord. <laughs> what else you got there? Uh, so I just got a few of the topics that we were looking through. I remember you brought up cereals. As one, you know, we were gonna speak. On. Oh, we gotta speak to that for the Patreon. That's that's premium oh, conversations. Unlucky guys, sorry, hate to tell you, but <laughs> we will get into a little bit more philosophical stuff here. Are you familiar with the idea of relative deprivation? No. So we're on topic of crime here. Relative deprivation is basically the idea people only revolt when they feel like they're being deprived of something. So like, it's not the fact that they don't have it; it's the fact that they don't have it and they feel like they deserve it. Yeah. And so, like, this is the kind of idea. It's like a political science idea, and it helps explain why things go on where, like, there's large groups of people who are being oppressed by a smaller, more um, powerful group, right? Yeah. Like, they're being, uh, they're having their rights infringed upon because they don't really internalize it as such. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, we think about that in terms of what leads people to be criminal and to do these things. It's like their way of trying to snatch what's theirs back from society. You know what I'm saying? I feel. 
Yeah. They it just sucks about it. Cause I do agree. Like I have no problems with people who rob banks, jewelry stores, any of that. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's when the the regular people, like the people who are just like you but not criminals, are also getting hurt. You know, tapping the regular guy's pocket, killing the regular yeah. guy. You know. And it's funny, bro. Speak back. I wish I knew his name. I should have looked it up before we started. But uh yeah, the the, the the British guy that had done like many, many hits, he's like, yeah, they paid me the money. I go, I stab the guy in the chest. I pull a knife out. I walk off. I get my money. It's business, right? That same guy, Mark, he said that he um he was trying to like gag somebody, right? To, like mm-hmm. take them, like he was doing a kidnapping, right? Not trying to kill them. They were an innocent person by his word. He's like, he was innocent. And he basically ended up choking them on act to death on accident. And he said that's his only time he's ever regretted one of his hits. We killed somebody on accident crazy right I mean just even think about that phrase killing someone on accident I was thinking more like what is yeah I've killed about 300 people in my life but that one guy that's the guy that keeps me up at night it's like like if Hitler didn't kill himself in the bunker he's like he's like on the stand in Israel talking about out of the 11 million people I guessed (sighs) the one time that I guessed a guy who was actually German and not Jewish I found his body. He just happened to be circumcised as a German man. And that keeps me up at night. Just thinking about <laughs> Hans Goldberg, who was really a pure blood German. But he had the name. He had the penis. So we killed him. Oh, my Lord, dude. Uh, I was on. Uh, I got suggested the alternate history subreddit. And then a picture. What if Hitler lived? I'm like, come on, man. Don't be. This is what they think about Redditors. Come on. <laughs> This is who they think y'all are. And y'all are going to be that. I mean, a lot of people, one of those people are. But anyway. But going with what you're saying, the political science idea. Uh, relative deprivation. Uh, I just wanted to bring that, that point up. But I, for, I forgot what my jumping off point was for, to be real with you. I thought so, you were going to go in directions like that is the phenomenon. Like in like a third of the last 50 years, more and more people have gotten their rights taken away in America. There's very obvious we have very little input in the political process. Mm. Most of the government is untouchable bureaucracy. Yeah. They have projects that span over the course of Congresses and presidents, and you just have no say over it. You have very little rights, there's very little privacy, and you get nothing for it. And it's like, why don't people vote against that? It's because you know, it happens in drips and drabs and happens in such a way that you never realize it, you never internalize it, you never connect the dots because you know, life is so fast. In the political parts, it seems that it's moving so slow. But, Four years at a time, man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, whenever whenever we start internalizing the stuff that's happening to us, maybe maybe we get buck out here. There's, oh, hey, there's only 17 power grids. You know how many people they have? It, like, if we literally just, like, Got a, a big enough group of college students, right? Like you can't talk about you can't talk about this. There's been podcasts <laughs> taken off the Patreon because of this. You can't talk about this. You can't do this. All right, all right, my bad. Anyway, did you know Tony Parker was a rapper? Tony Parker? Yeah. No, but I do know somebody was being extremely disrespectful talking about some Rudy Gobert best friends player ever. Like what? Who the other two are Tony Parker, like Boris Dia? Who else is in the contention? Evan Fournier. There was somebody I can't remember off the top of it. Jan Mahenmi is another one. Jan Mahenmi. Well, he was he was trash. We could look up on Basketball Reference. Yeah, let's check it out right quick. Just like Google, best fridge basketball player. 
Pull uh, it up, Jamie. It, wait, or is wait. it Jamie? Pull it up. But do you really you think that Tony Parker is the best French player? I think he's better than Rudy Gobert, hmm. or was better than Rudy Gobert for his career. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if I agree with that one. What? Dominique Wilkins is technically French. He was born in Paris. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Batum. No, not better than Rudy. Gobert. Everyone else is not as good. Nicholas Boom was Nicholas Boom. <laughs> Nicholas Batum was better than Rudy Gobert for one year, but he has broke another quality example of a player who is like built for two K, bro. Built for two K. Eighty five dunk, eighty five three ball, six six. That's all we need. That's yeah. all we need. The the athletic three and D guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's a dream. That's the dream. A small forward and shooting guard in two K. Yep, you play- that was the best thing about him too. He could play shooting guard and small forward. He can even play power forward. Yeah. Uh, did you play two K twenty three yet? Oh no, I haven't. I don't. Have, I'm not gonna buy that game. It's a waste of money. I'm really curious about. They almost got me with that fucking like the errors thing. Because that's what is a, that? you could start your like my GM thing in like two thousand three. Or 1980, 1984, like all these oh, iconic drafts. That's actually a You start like a year before every you know iconic what's funny? draft. With the custom rosters and everything, the users had already had that functioning before they did this. And now they just integrated it into the game. It's a lot, yeah, but it's a lot easier now. And it's a lot more accurate, too, because they actually had their own settings, their own models and everything. Yeah, all the... It, just, it made something... It's sort of like when a game... Like the next iteration of a game integrates something that modding put in. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, uh, if you do play 2K on PC, none of this is new to you. We really playing like the the shafted version. Of, well, I am because I know you're on PC. Now. Well, I'm yeah. playing like the, sh- the shafted version of every game I play, bro. Because like on PC, you just live your life however you want. It's definitely the ultimate gaming experience. Yeah, you could play NBA 2K, you know, 17 with big anime titties. Titty girls, so you know we're having a lot of fun why, over here. Why do you know that? That's li- any game that has mods is going to have that depraved <laughs> culture <laughs> bleeding into it. <laughs> like any any game of mods is going to have Marvel stuff and like anime titty girls as playable characters. <laughs> you got you, you gotta love America. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on Marvel movies. Movies, man. On who? Marvel movies. The junk food of the theater. Oh, before before we move to that, I gotta say, Rudy Gobert. I think it's uh, I think Rudy Gobert is the best French player. I don't you think really, he's better than Tony Parker. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if it's even that close. I mean, how many rings Rudy Gobert got though? <sighs> okay, zero. All right, the this best guy. number ever. This guy. How how many times has Rudy Gobert pulled through for Tim Duncan? Or slash David Robinson when it was time to hit some shots. When it was time. Who, when it was time. Who was saying Tony Parker is bad? Okay, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's incredible. I'm saying that he's way more accomplished. But even in like an international play, Tony Parker has led France a lot of their best runs. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with any of that. But it's just like relative, Rudy relative, really tall. Okay. relative to the league. Rudy Gobert is very tall. How right. many times has Tony Parker been a top fifteen player? Top 15? Maybe a top fifteen offensive player at times. At times, like over the course of a season. Oh, but like this, I do forget about the part where he's like a, a skinny six foot one Frenchman, and uh, what that does when he's on defense. <laughs> and he's 
Like he would played at a time where they had Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Darren Williams, and then that turned into Derrick Rose. Like a lot of also list like great. Yeah, the point guard is just such a saturated position, and he's not a high volume. Like he doesn't have high minutes, so his stats look a little bit worse, I guess, because of that. Yeah, all that type of thing. He never needed high minutes, bro. It was blowout. So like, yeah, you could say Tony Parker is a better player, but in terms of like the actual accomplishment stats, like I don't know. Tony Parker has what four or five rings? Yeah, of course. No one's saying that he's, he didn't win all those rings. He's four time NBA champ, four four time All NBA, six time All Star, and Finals MVP when they beat the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, just off of that, Rudy Gobert has done nothing close to that. So yeah, like Tony Parker has a better career in the sense that he's like done more. Yeah, Rudy. If Rudy Gobert could get him a ring or two or three or four, but <laughs> Rudy Gobert six time All Defensive, one Defensive Player of the Year twice, right? Three times, three time defensive player, four time All NBA, rebound champ, block champ, three time. Not to be that guy, but probably two of those years you shouldn't have got it. I don't know about that. I think he got robbed. I mean, this is the fucking thing about NBA awards. We got we got to transition back to something funny after this. But they always give awards to people when they deserve it the year after the fact. Mm. Stephen Curry gets the unanimous MVP after the year he should have got it. Bro, I've discussed this with you before, and I'm gonna tell you again. The year that Steph Curry got the MVP, he made 403 pointers in an 82 game season. Will we please stop pretending that that wasn't incredible? It was incredible. It was also more three pointers than anybody ever made in one season. He beat himself. So why are we saying that he did worse than he did last year? Because Harden played better next year. It's not about Harden. It's about the man that made 403 pointers with a 45% clip. That's who it's about. Okay. And his team won how many games? How many? Seventy-three. <laughs> you get me? That's the things that made him say, "Okay, we got to give it to you." Whatever. Best shooting season of all time. Whatever. Best record of all time. Yeah, only second high, by Kyle. High Kruger. volume scorer, low minutes, high assists, low turnovers. What, what, what can they ask from the guy? Whatever. Yes, James Harden scored 36. Yes, James Harden was the guy. But was that James Harden or was that Daryl Morey? Was, was, was that the player who put up the 36 <laughs> points on the GM? I couldn't be a... Um, I couldn't be a, a, like an ESPN pundit or something because I can't hold frame that well on those ridiculous things, bro. Oh my god. Skip Davis. <laughs> Stephen A. That was actually Daryl Morey in the Morey ball idea that led to James Harden making 36 points a game. <laughs> he didn't score those 60 points. That was Daryl Morey. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like. James Harden is criminally underrated, though. And I, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. While we just letting slander fly, Michael Jordan? James Harden. I'm not going to say that else. Michael Jordan. James Harden. Are they as similar or different as people might think? I mean, offensively, yeah, there's a conversation. But def- defensively, even I, as a big Harden fan, will say, yeah, Michael Jordan was yeah, way better. Obviously, Michael Jordan was defensive player of the year when you Yeah. Playing. But I'm talking about their score and output and everything else. Michael Jordan. James Harden. Yeah. If we're just if we're cutting him at Michael Jordan half, yeah. Because the thing about Michael Jordan is that he was like 
like great at everything, but he wasn't the best at Maybe. one thing. Michael Jordan averaged six rebounds a game, with what maybe one season. So not impressed. Oh, he was also playing with like, like <laughs> Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen, and always like two like gigantic bigs. Bill Cartwright, like he all they had like, always had like a six foot six point guard too. Like they always had they always ran big. So you know, uh, but we, since it's like forty six minutes in, I mean to this day, one the, my favorite Michael Jordan play because it's like obviously like hundreds that you could pick from. Yeah, one of my favorite, only player I've ever seen do this shit, bro. Guy misses the free throw. Michael Jordan comes flying yeah. out of the frame, jumps into the air with one hand, catches the ball off the rim, and put back dunks it. And he just starts jogging down the court like nothing happened. My favorite Michael Jordan play is when they're playing the Knicks. Is like he does. He's about to get double team in the post. Mm-hmm. He he runs as if he's about to go on the perimeter to get out of it. Oh but yeah. He does, he does the half spin back to the baseline, just dunks that shit on Ewing. <laughs> He effectively beats three people on one play. It's yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since we're, this is the free episode, we, might, we got. Yeah, I, I really hate that. Even though I'm like an MJ hater, like a professed MJ hater, even me, Mark, I can still like think back on plays I've seen of him and be like, man, look at air. Yeah, he was amazing. Look at him fly. Look at his move. Look, look, look at the tongue. Look at the bald head. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Iconic. Uh, but yeah, if you want double the podcasting, go to the Patreon, put down $5, you get a free Patreon. Well, I mean, it's not free, it's $5, but it's it's a $5 Nothing Patreon. Nothing in life is free, fellas. And we have we don't have one of those dumbass Patreon things, like as if it's like a Japanese subscription service where it charges you on the first of the month, no matter what time you start subscribing. It's going to recharge you when based on when you subscribe. So you do on today when recording this is September 29th. It's not going to charge you on the first. It's going to charge you on October 29th, for example. Um, but, yeah, you get one extra episode every week. If you do, if you're generous enough to give us ten dollars, there's two extra bits. Carahoga Weekly News. Uh, audio compilations, all sorts of things. I'm a really creative guy. I'm more creative than freaking Steven Spielberg over here, all these bits I'm giving you mm-hmm. for $10 and support us and all that. So uh, if those tiers uh, may not be fair, we might change them. But anyways, check out the Patreon. It's a lot of stuff. And uh, thank you for that. But anyways, I want to... Uh, I remember this uh, this Uber guy in Lafayette that uh, I got... I was coming from a radio internship. What's that? You know, I'm just, this is thing. I was showing. I was just like, this was something. Okay, you do a lot of stuff that's like, for most people, is subtle communication. It's like, it's like, no, I'm just doing something. I'm just hanging out. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> that might be. Uh, you know, everyone's on a spectrum. On the uh, what's it called? What's the name of it? The autistic spectrum. Not the a- autism spectrum. There's a name for it. Autism spectrum disorder. The Kinsey. Yeah, we're all on the Kinsey scale. <laughs> That's what it is. Isn't that the one for straight to gayness? I thought that's what we were talking about. No, I was talking about autism. Oh. On the spectrum, that is most like that's most used in reference to autism. Hmm. Like you never heard someone say, Oh, they're on the spectrum. We're referring to being gay. Like in the in our, in this gay community, in the black New Orleans gay community. Oh. <laughs> we we just at, at the gay parties, we just sit down on the sofa for an hour and a half, just swiping through celebrities and say, is he on a spectrum? Where is he running a spectrum? Um, there's really a debate over a lot of black rappers. People get angry and stuff. And 
Like it turns combined sometimes. But I wanted to talk about my Twitter. I guess my Palestine's guy character. Right. Let's see if we got any follow. I think I got two uh, thought bot followers. Thought bot? I never heard that. Yeah, it's thought like, bots. See, so yeah, I got two thought bots. I be getting followed by thought bots on Insta, bro. I don't even have any posts. Uh, my my character is called Francisco, bro. Uh, B R E A U X. He's related to Frank Ocean. Mm. Um, bio part time paint contractor, part time Lyft driver, part time podcast producer, full time New Orleans sports fan, lifelong fucking your bitch. You know, a real <laughs> a real New Orleans type of guy. I like that, dude. I like that. Um, so I, I put four. Fuck with that. I put four <laughs> tweets out, very offensive tweets. Stop playing. <laughs> So I put I put up uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was gonna I'm gonna read this. It says I was mad for a minute at CJ McCollum. I was like, how are big time shooting guard gonna be married to some white bitch? But me and my nigga saw him cheating the other day, so it's all good. Hashtag Pelicans. Fuck with that. <laughs> well Lord. other one is uh Niggas was tripping on Zion. Let the nigga be fat. That's black boy representation. <laughs> don't let white folks be Hashtag Pelicans. Hashtag Black Twitter. Oh my lord, bro! I wonder. You notice the body positive space? Obviously, is very much more geared towards women because they actually have the one. They're the ones that actually have. Okay. Am I about to be misogynist? Am I, am I about to wax misogynist? Why? Let it fly. I'm not about to wax misogynist. I'll put it like this. The healthy at any, not necessarily the body positive movement, but the healthy at any weight movement, right? They advocate for women. Yeah, we don't don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. That's They're obviously off the deep end. <laughs> but they advocate for women disproportionately more than they do for men. And I'm wondering why. There's literally a 285-pound multi-millionaire athlete celebrity, right? Yeah. Why don't y'all use him? Like, Zion Williamson could be, like, a beacon of hope for these body-positive people. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But who are they talking up? An obese woman who can do yoga poses? Yeah. Do she got a 48-inch vertical? I don't know. It doesn't translate. Like, the equivalent of, like, a 300... Like when he like this time last year when he gained a little bit of weight because he couldn't work out mm-hmm. he he was like three twenty probably but my yeah and so, he's like six six seven while there so <laughs> and he's also like under that he's still he was still insanely jacked like yeah. he's he like at two like seventy he would be insanely ripped mm. but so like the woman so basically you're saying he's not healthy at any size he's only healthy because he's that size no that's not what I'm saying. He, a man, a taller man has a lot more leeway and weight and still be healthy, especially when you had that much muscle on him. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how a woman would be able to translate. They like they should give him props for being like, do your thing, Zion. You in the league. You And Charles Barkley, he should, in the Hall of Fame for these women, should be. Guy was dunking on people. Well, Charles Barkley can't get a pass, bro, because all he do is shit on them fat Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, That's um, one of his favorite bits. I've heard him tell it like five, six times on separate shows. The, the Spurs won't even be playing, bro. He'd be like, "Oh, but then women from San Antonio." He's well. I don't. He represents like a. There's a southern archetype of a type of guy. No, it's not even southern because it happens with Italians too. Yeah. Just like a, a like older, an Italian black guy with like an Italian name, that like kind of a Dante. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. Uh. But there would be like, there there would be like five five, 
and like wider than a fucking brick house and says, you know, I got to have, you know, I got to have a broad that's 120. Can't, I got to do I got to do a wrist test on her. If I can't get my fingers around her wrist, my small baby hands around her wrist, she ain't I ain't fucking her. And it's just some some guy who's tweeting this who's been married for the past 25 years. They can't even pass the test on themselves. Yeah, you know, it's uh, apparently who was it? Not Ray Charles. Stevie Wonder used to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my grandmother told me that story. No joke. That's wild. No joke. I told you about how when, when my weight was fluctuating, my grandmother used to tease me a lot. And she literally, she's like, let me see your hand. And she was like doing the Stevie Wonder, <laughs> um, check the wrist for, 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 for thickness test yeah. on me. And I'm looking at her like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sensitive. I'm going through a rough time in my life right now. I'm saying, I'm, I'm literally 40 pounds past I ever what I ever been. <sighs> oh, but there's a another tweet here. Curry. <laughs> Y'all let J- Jameis get some. This is not me. It's the character. Y'all let Jameis get some more coerce, coerce of pussy, and we fuck around with a trip right quick. <laughs> Hashtag Saints. <laughs> Hashtag Saints. Did you know Jameis Winston allegedly did a little rape oh little, back at back at Florida? Why is it every athlete, bro? It seems like well, not every athlete. Why is it out of all the athletes that you're familiar with, one of them has done something super down bad? You know what I'm saying? Like, remember, I was a huge D. Rose fan, bro. Do you remember? Out of nowhere, we hear about how he's like, there's like 11 dudes. There's like the chick. She shows up to like, oh, I'm about to have fun with Derrick Rose. Next thing you know, there's like 12 dudes about to have sex with her. Yeah. He was living out his bang bust dreams. That's in head, bro. But yeah, it is insane. I could not understand. Um, yes, I can. It's a fetish, bro. We don't kink shame on this podcast. Just so you know, Mark. That's yeah, of course. We don't have any rules, but that's the rule. King shaming, like we never will. Yeah, like it's we, podcast if you, if, law. If you, Mark Anthony, are trying to get pissed and farted on, and shit it on, and come on, and shit it on, <laughs> that's you, bro. That's you. If you want to fart and shit and also come your pants, just I had to have a moment of silence on that. <laughs> I had to have a moment of silence. I had to have a moment of silence on that one, bro. You just gotta let that one rest in the air. Yeah. Whew, what a smell. What a smell. Damn, what was I going to say? Oh, there's this one, though, that I didn't talk about last week. This tweet, I replied, like Steve Harvey, he always, be constantly on his inspirational stuff, because he, he's, you know, he's living his best life, I guess. So he was like, uh, what's worse than a breakup? And all these people reply, all these different things, and I replied, a car accident with no insurance, the Saints losing, the I'm late text from a woman. You know, they, they all hurt more than a breakup. Women can come and go. And I like it that way. And uh, how nobody like that? How <laughs> no one like that? Dude, you know, that's the craziest thing to me is like in general on the internet, if you take the time to say something funny or like insightful, it hardly ever gets as much visibility as something that's just like crass and common. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Maybe Basically, like, you said something bold and brash and Belongs in the trash. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We, I'm be working on that. If you got tweet ideas, you can send them to me because you know it's it's a community thing. The Francisco bro. He's like he's like the, he's gonna be our Dante meme as well, our Karen meme as well. It's just a communal joke that we can all have together. So you can send in quotes and I'll tweet it out. Um. But isn't that such a Francisco bro take? I can already see it, bro. Hmm. I can already see. It. Isn't that such a Francisco take? Yeah. <laughs> Then like I don't know, 
I don't Francisco is like the angry like Frank the Tank like he's our Frank the Tank in the way Dante is our Karen, Karen. Mm-hmm. like Frank the Tank is just like that just angry large New Jersey sports fan who doesn't root for New Jersey teams wow he roots for the Dolphins and the Mets what a guy and then it's like after every game they could tell that he's angry. It's like, oh, are you angry over losing ten dollars in a bet again, Frank? You know that have fans have that relationship with him because he's just a big sports idiot who who goes on like hour long rants about how he lost ten dollars betting on the fucking Giants to get twenty seven points. 